the more that we raise our level of consciousness, the more the third eye opens, our spiritual awakening journey now becomes third deeper and unfolds and expands larger. Why you looking at me like you want to arrest us? Like my homies in the cages, how you molest us? Then you address us, to tell you to press us. Play me a fool like a monk of Festa. I ain't your co-jester. 36 pounds on my inspected deck, yeah. Protect your necks, I'm a third islander, ain't nobody fresher. Daywalkers, bro, don't second guess us. Laying shit the rest, but man, I'm restless. Y'all don't impress us with all them Teslas. Find a way to stand up through these lectures. Out of you, don't let them get the best of us. So rewind selector before I inject ya. Not with the Delta I'm trying to affect ya. I'm a variant, so you better take shelter. Giving me a microphone is when they uh, messed yeah. up. Nerd life, kick it like a soccer game. And third eye vision, like I'm Doctor Strange. Insert nice rhythm and the clock will change. The verse might hit him with a drop of pain. The nurse go and get them with the shock and wait for the worst and the person who will operate. Open eyes on lake, got too high, too big to rock something I brought from the stock exchange. Get the clue, they went and got the cops today. It was Bob in the kitchen with the chopper blade. Maybe Ron in the living room, a cop with chains. Make you sob when you're getting blue on taco day. Make I love it, I love it. Like, yeah, there definitely is musicality to it. Cause yeah, I mean, it is definitely a posse cut like Wu-Tang Fest, like trying to throw out the best bar. But yeah, like there's so many like singing hooks. Like there's so many moments where there aren't even, there isn't even rapping. It's just kind of like- Musicality, yeah. yeah. And there was just real quick, there was a, there was a track with uh, Castaway. And there was a track with Castaway, who's one of the dopest rappers in Chicago. Too. Right. Like I was- wow. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Because uh, I, the like um when you're like on the like on the other side of it, <laughs> when you're like you know working and like going in and like going into the Greenlight Studio and laying down your track, then we talk and like you know sometimes it's like oh like we're finishing up. Do you have something for this? Like yes, or like you know, no. And then you kind of move on or like listen to what's going on and like put your portion and you kind of fuck off. <laughs> and like, honestly, like, I think it, it's kind of one of those things where like my favorite part about it is like you're embraced at whatever level you're going to embrace it at. So like, you know, like if we're going to sit there and we're going to write an entire song, like, yeah, like, RP is totally open to that. If it's just like, I just want to put my, I just want to put a hook in, or I just want to put a verse in. And that like, this is not a song where I feel like it's like happening to that extent, but I just want to do this. I I've been listening to it and I want to do this. And then he's like, yeah, cool. I'll do it. And so then like, then a couple of weeks later, you know, you get the track and you're like, Oh shit. Like, now castaways on it or like you know like oh now bad wolf is on it or like you know like there's that part of it where you're just like oh shit like i wonder what's gonna happen mm. and this was this is like a 20 track album which is also very rare 22 tracks and we cut tracks from this yeah there's a lot of material well, I think it's like leftover also, gravy, baby. Leftover gravy. Leftover Stop gravy. <laughs> leftover Always gravy. leftover. Like that's what RP was saying earlier. Come uh, on. 
That's a big so, you got to go home with a plate of some leftovers, you know, so you silver tough and stuff. That's it. This is like uh, the next yeah, thing. So actually, whatever the I, next will, thanks I will say uh, I will shout out to Anthony Gomez because oh. the, the young man who, who was playing the keys and the saxophone at the gig at Reggie's. Helped me write, well, basically wrote uh, with me and Jake Sampson, the bass player, uh, the songs that are the live band songs on Solid Go Gravy. So, like, when we were out in Antioch. And RB. RB. RB kind of came through after we had the bass down a little bit. And, like, uh, I got to give him. Such a rock star, dude. He's a very rock star, huge rock star. Uh, But actually, they put down the bass, Jake Jake and uh, Anthony. Did the keys and everything else. Yeah, then RB came in the guitar player later in the day and he kind of finished off a lot of the tracks in kind of one sitting, which was dope. But he was only there for about a couple hours and RB comes and he drinks whiskey and then drinks and then splits. <laughs> He's like 007. He, just, yeah. he pulls up in a really nice car. Yeah, he, re- he removes his instrument from the back like it's a really fancy gun. He yeah. goes in, <laughs> he lays it down perfectly. He he's, tips, he's his, been, he tips he, his hat and he's a ghost. Yeah, I know he's played with a lot of people. He's been playing guitar in Chicago for a very long time. So he's he's uh, in uh, very well respected and held highly in many circles. Just the like the live musician aspect like cuz we we just like love these guys so much just hang out with them actual except friends for the, except for the drummer Andy Andy <laughs> cuz he's all good looking and he can play the drums like pick a lane <laughs> but whatever no like it's uh it's uh like we just love playing with them so much but like bringing them in and like they're actually doing stuff, they're hanging out, they're recording parts, and then we're writing off of that. Like that was like so exciting, just the entire vibe of that. Just like bringing them in, listening to what they're doing, because they're like trained musicians. They went to to school for music. They're like all really polished, but they're like super approachable, and like they completely understand what it is that we're trying to do. And like, I wouldn't say that they're particularly huge hip hop fans. <laughs> It's like they're big fans of what we're doing. Because like super nerdy music guys, they're like always into some intense shit. They're like, oh, yeah, like I listen to Philip Glass. Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I like Ravi Shankar. What? Yeah. Latin, Latin, told me. The drummer is like a Latin jazz dream, like uh, you know, like dreamers. Like, like he, he they're on some for, he's waiting for that one song we have. It's like Samba. That's going to be like, I was like, I, you know what I promised him? I promised him when we do a, a Buena Vista social club song, which I think would be dope live. And we could translate into some hip hop shit. Um, 100%. But, you know what I mean? But yeah, like, again, everyone's kind of like, oh, did date. you hear the new time? Tyler, the creator, I listen to Johnny Cash and nothing like, oh, shit. Okay, I get it. I get it. Wow. The intensity, man. The intensity. But then but then it translates to like, oh, yeah, this is a really good song. Okay, cool, man. I'm not going to I'm not going to go against that philosophy. I don't know shit. 
just doing what we're doing. That's where it's like really fun and open ended and like kind of building on that constantly. That's what makes it like so. But yeah, that's the gravy part. The gravy part is the really intense musical dudes. Shout out to Anthony Gomez. Shout out to RB. Shout out to Andy. Samson. And Shoney. Yeah. Again, she snapped on this album. She just she would take things like House of Pain or um, Fantastic Dragon. Um, and Aloe would like put in cuts, but then she would like take the song. And she's like, oh, I see what you guys are trying. You're trying to reach this like dark cadence, but also a little bit playful. And she would nail it. Nail it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she she loves that song. Incredible. This one. So I know we're giving mad flowers to all the members of Green Lights, <laughs> which is which is duly deserved. But um. What about Jerry Blowfish? Blowfish? What's 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 up with that guy? That guy <laughs> born a thorn in the whole project. Like he has some like what, what was that agent in the um the Eminem albums? Was it Paul or Paul was talking Paul about? Paul Rosenberg. Yes, yeah. he was like that dude, but from, from hell or some shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I I think we we needed um we needed to come up with the character to rebel against. To to justify creating solid gold gravy, so we're like we need like an we need like a hated every man, like the <laughs> the, the like greasy uh, uh, entertainment agent from yesteryear that like does everything. It's like but, but he's music a, yeah. and movies and his background though just, comes is like a '90s thing though. He's a '90s guy, you know. He was yeah. for a little bit in the '90s, and he's kind of like working off of what he. But I want to be clear, I had nothing to do with the with the archetype of this character. I was taking a lead. This oh, character, okay. do, you, RP, is the origins of this character. And this character was born out of, um, you know, one of those uh, murder and mystery parties. murder mystery parties that you do. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Tell the story. I, I wrote a I wrote a murder mystery party with my with Casa Grown with the uh, one half of Bad Wolf's uh wife's uh wife who is also okay. a good friend of mine. Right, right. Uh, and she has a similar birthday. So we were like, what she's like, you ever do a murder mystery party? I'm like, oh come on. I was fucking around, but I was like, I don't believe in that shit. But I was fucking around. <laughs> and she's like, I was like, what does it take? You know, she's like, no, you gotta, literally you have to write it. It has to be a story, a legit story that people have to learn and basically Basically, people have to read it and learn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, like you go to a party, you show yeah. up and you're, in your character. You have a like a little thing that tells. Right. You so we spent about two, you know, spent about two weeks like on and off writing a script together of what it was. It was about a dude who gets murdered. The guy who gets murdered was the inventor of the shake weight. And like everything had had to do with like the shake weight and like how he bettered this, you know, he was an entrepreneur where he did it was because it was a small island and everyone on the island had nice arms and shit. And and like uh, it was like it was some fucked up ass story, you know, and but, you know, 
Bobby's character was a guy named Jerry Blokiss. And Jerry, like uh, Jerry Blokiss was married to who is your spouse? Well, hold on. It was Dr. Jerry Blokiss. It was Dr. Originally. He was a doctor. Oh, man. Yeah. Somehow he somehow he was trying to get the fortune. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like kind of scheming. And it's kind of like I just got the background for it. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I just kind of like dressed up in like a a, a blazer. <laughs> but your 90s references were on point, man. Right. <laughs> so he, just he had like, every single 90s reference like <laughs> like this guy. This guy's in his mid 50s. Um, he has adult children that he doesn't talk to. <laughs> like, wow. and you still got some of the leftover pizza from the Polly Shore movie. And one hundred percent, like he's just he's comfortable for nefarious reasons, you know. Like he ripped off some B B list actors and stuff. Like he's just like <laughs> it's Jerry Blokish. Okay, <laughs> if you really want to know. Jerry Blokis doesn't give a fuck. But he's also like, <laughs> oh, by the end of the night, fucking Bob, Bob won best, best, uh, best character. And like he got, what did you get, like liquor or some shit? Yeah, I got like, I got, I got a, I actually got a bottle of um, Snoop Dogg champagne. Oh, oh. <laughs> which I still have. Um, that's that's going to be open for a special occasion, dog. Yeah, um, you are a star, man. You're a star. But yeah, that was that's where I was like, oh, shit. Like acting is really fun. You know what I mean? Like. I I kind of already knew that, but like being able to show up somewhere in character and like it's kind of one of those things where who's going to flinch first. Mm-hmm. Like I refuse to break character that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what people just found. So entertaining, which is, was just like, I'm going to latch onto this thing like a dog to a bone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really going to like lean into who Jerry Blokis is. So like when we started recording, Recording the album I was like, oh shit, like I, I can kind of go back into this and be and kind of be that guy where it's just like he like a guy that would would be on like the set of a of like a a a, a big like 90s hip hop uh album, but a, like a, a the set of a music video, but he would be the guy throwing a tantrum. Like he'd be like, um I'm on the set of Step Into Our World. Look, <laughs> KRS One is not going to step out onto the platform unless he gets some Ghostbusters <laughs> drink. So make it happen. Okay, stop wasting our fucking time. Okay, you need the sauce, and I'm the boss. Let's get this done. Like just the guy who's just like annoyed, yeah. but like makes it happen. But in the mo- like where the stakes are so low, like where it's just like. Where it's just like Hollywood, just like the uh, the balance of creativity and like where it all comes from. Yeah, that. Yeah. 
That was that. so fun. That was so fucking fun. I love that motif. I love mm-hmm. y'all coming back mm-hmm. to it. Also, it was like that that one um Tally Quali album where like Michael Rappaport was sort of like <laughs> and he's like, your name's a little too long. Uh not Tally Quali. How T T Biggity. We're gonna call you T Biggity now. <laughs> T Quilly. <laughs> but yeah. That that dude, that person really exists, man. Like I, I don't want to go one hundred percent. That's the other part. One hundred percent on this yeah. one. Me and Iowa Rockwell and Crave, we we did music for quite some time, and like um, Crave was waxing poetic on our old crew, Third Islanders, which is sort of like our Green Lights music, like way back in the day, because we did like, like a lot of live hip hop sets too, but. Mm. There's a point where it was just us three was doing music for for a while, and the others kind of moved in different directions or different places. But um, I linked up with this one like <laughs> this sort of agent, like old ass dude who'd always wear furs, even though it was like a hundred degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> always was like talking from some like dingy, dirty, like dimly lit studio, and like. We threw him a couple tracks and he was feeling it. And then somehow he was trying to talk us into like, yeah, man, you, you guys need to really come up with like a, like a, like a new U.S. national anthem type song. They can play at stadiums. Like, you know, like I'll do Whitney Houston and, you know, her national anthem. <laughs> but, but the rap version of it. And then like one, it was like super shady as hell, but two it was like, it was so, mischievous like we we were actually like thinking like do we actually come up with something and like <laughs> i think it was iowa rock was like man fuck this dude and then three years later hamilton comes out you're like damn it <laughs> 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 mr shot like I, like I, I, I don't know if this is true at all, but like I just saw some factoid about like how a Myrtle technique used to pick on dude from uh, Lean Manuel, Lean Manuel, yeah, Miranda. I used to like shove him into lockers and stuff like that, and oh. and it was kind of one of those things where they're like, oh, see, see what happened to like. You know, the, they used to pick on this guy. And now he came out with this thing that made like millions and like touched millions of people, you know, and uh, look at it. Look at Immortal Technique. You know, look what he's doing. You know, it's not as it's not as popular as as this thing that's palpable to white people in the summer. You know what I mean? And like, like, like that's the lesson. But, like, but to me, it's like, yeah, that lines up. Like uh, if I went to high school with Lin-Manuel Moreau, I would fucking shove him in the lockers too. Like I would absolutely that kid. That's he seems like fair, it's such man. an That's annoying fair, adult. Man. I can only imagine him at 13. Like I can't. Yeah. He's a, he's so annoying now. Like I can't. I can't imagine him with no self-awareness whatsoever. Like, of course. He 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 seems like when he was a teenager, he was like Martin Prince from like the Simpsons. <laughs> Like he just had no idea how annoying he was. Like, yeah, like that lines up. You know what I mean? Like, like well, he screwed who- up the Little Mermaid. No, you know he did the Little Mermaid. He screwed that up. They started rapping to the Little Mermaid and one scene. I said, Lin Manuel's spirit is here again, right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> Wait, that, I think that happened because Aquafina was a rapper. So I don't, I don't know if yeah, I want yeah. to Lin Manuel credit for that one. <laughs> 
Man, there was something in the air, man. I don't know what happened in the theater when I heard. When I heard, uh, I'm like, this is the Little Mermaid. I don't want. I don't want to hear the Hamilton uh, rhyme, no, rhyme pattern. That's what it was exactly. I mean, they were trying to do it in the Heights, man. Remember the Heights? I was like, come on, man. The Heights is like, you know, man, you know, that's his negative movie. That's his negative movie. That's the one Disney put all the money into, and it went. It just yeah. the Heights went low. It I thought it was. Low. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, he tried, man. It's like it was like West Side Story without you know West Side Story. You wonder, like, uh, wasn't Disney involved too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who, like who who says what and like what, like who casts who says what for the casting and everything and like like who gives the yes and no's on the cultural shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Disney. Like, <laughs> who, like it makes you wonder, like who who really was calling the shots with that with that whole thing. Sometimes, like you, I I'd imagine also with I don't know Lin Lin Miranda. I think he's a, a very intelligent dude, one hundred percent, and incredibly talented and a very innovative talented. writer. I'm just saying, like you know, now yeah. we now we all are okay. Cool. Now you've brought this new thing into existence. Definitely. <laughs> like, I mean, when Mark Anthony showed up in the in the Heights, I was like, I got to turn the TV. <laughs> it brings you know? me, it brings me back to that jewel sticker of yeah. you've got ninety nine problems, but produce ain't one. Like it's like it's that that that, but as a live play, you know what I mean? It's just like totally. taking that and turning it into like a multi million dollar idea. Like that same spirit of like this is safe enough for your grandma mm-hmm. to come watch and be like, that was very interesting. I. <laughs> So so what what was Jimmy Smith's role in that in that, in that movie? You know, they had Jim Smith show up in that in that movie. You know, I, I you see him, you think about 80s movies, he shows up in the heights. I'm like, okay, there's too much going on here. Yeah, yeah. Who made these decisions, man? <laughs> like the I just uh I think that he probably had to play a game where it was like a money game, you know? And like he probably likes money. Uh though he put, you know, he puts a lot back into Puerto Rico and, and, and the island there, which is great. But he's also filthy rich, you know? So, like, when you have that much money, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you think he would have more of a say in what the finished product was, but I wasn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love uh, it. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that, like, that, that play came out before Hamilton, right? So obviously that was. Mm, yeah, I saw that play, bro. In you actually saw it live, in yeah. Chicago, yeah, man. And then I didn't, I didn't see it on Broadway or anything, but um, yeah, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the first plays I ever went to where I was like, felt like almost like I wanted to cry in that motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I was like, damn, touch. I was like, okay, he knows how to do the the, the play. The he knew how to. Yeah. And it was funny because it was a small audience. It was like, you know, size of Reggie's. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! And I'm I'm looking at the resume of the director because like anyone who probably saw that play was definitely excited to see the ver- the film version. And there's a there's a GI Joe movie in there. There's a Step up to the streets, part two, yeah. part one. Uh, <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians was in there, so that was that was a, that was a uh, not bad. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sequels in this director's um, filmography here. So. Yeah, a sequel. Yeah, GI Joe two, the second GI Joe. Oh. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> I said also. I didn't say I like GI Joe too. Let's clarify. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. Yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot going on in the Heights, man. The Heights was, man, it was episodic. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that he would, that was going to be like a game changer for like, I thought he was going to get much more rich off of that. He didn't. Uh, it, it burned for a minute and the flame went out like the first <clears throat> week. You know, you know, it was bad when it went straight to Blu ray. And nobody bought it from Target. Yeah, you go to Target over in Elston and it's in clearance. I'm like, what is the height so clearance? <laughs> the yuppies wouldn't even touch it. You know it was bad. They were just, oh no, Landon did yeah. right there. You know, we love Hamilton, but the heights, no, we can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I just felt bad that Anthony Ramos didn't get his um praise until now until this transformers movie like because i think that that movie in the heights was supposedly going to be his like right that was because coming out that kid talk about right 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 yeah, what's his like, name again excuse me uh, anthony ramos so like he was gonna anthony like ramos. yeah he's gonna start leading stuff but that movie i think in the heights kind of dropped straight to streaming during the, mm-hmm. the lockdown i think so that was kind of another factor you know, ramos wants the spider-man role right now which would be interesting you know, everybody's fighting over that uh, over the over the Spider Man role. It's gonna be interesting. It's like it's like five actors all talking about they want you know they want that role. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. For I mean, live action, the live action man. Uh, you know, live action Spider Man. You know, it's it's gonna be nice. You know, well, I hope I hope Disney's involved. So I hope right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's been moving in some weird direction. You're like, Jamie Foxx is back. I'm like, no, Jamie Foxx would not be in the life as a Spider-Man. But you never know. It's Disney, man. He got he to gotta come back at some point. He's got to show up. They might make him a villain, roll him out there on the set. You never know, man. This, this is what we might get. <laughs> I, re- I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the newest Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm a film fan first, and so like, I could have these kind of conversations all day. I, I don't want to go on to another tangent again. But yet, when you talk about Spider-Man and the Spider Verse, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I, I don't want to say that people don't respect animation, but it's like mm. you tie it together with music, and music can be timeless for a lot of people because they're just you know putting their voice on, their heart into it. It's the same thing with animation, right? Like, it can be so timeless, and it can go in so many different ways. And it feels like when the live action Miles Morales does happen, mm-hmm. it's almost going to be like, really, really, should it should it actually happen? Because it's already like a super dope movie as it is. And the creators already admitted they're just doing three because that's it. Like all, Right, because that's movies, the, yeah, that's the tra- trajectory. Yeah, yeah, all good movie trajectories coming sure. through, right? So it, it, why not? But um. I, but they're doing they're doing such they're, they're doing such unique <laughs> things with it. You're absolutely right. Aesthetically, um, you know, to the depth that they're doing it, like bringing in Nicolas Cage to be the noir, like yeah. that's mm-hmm. so brilliant and funny. And bringing in dude that that comedian uh, to be the pig Spider Man, like it's. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. 
it's it's incredible. It's just so funny and spanning so many different genres, like just something that you could never successfully adequately achieve live action. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what? It will be kind of a moment when they bring in Miles Morales, but you're absolutely right. Like this is the domain where the possibilities don't have any borders and like it's yes. visually stunning. It's really like one of the yes. movies that you should see in theaters that you should experience live. It's so good. The music is so good. I The first one I, I listened to that soundtrack for such a long oh, time. Man. It was so well, just like so, so good. And like, yeah. you know, the whole package of like, exactly. You used to live and die by a, a soundtrack. Mm, Example, yep. the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Now, I know <laughs> that's a weird example to bring up, but that soundtrack was so good. Like, Roadhouse. Go back, a Roadhouse. Like, Roadhouse. There's so many it's movies from like, like the 80s and 90s. The, like the soundtrack was so fire. Like, it's just like crazy. Like, it, like it used to make or break a movie. Well, think about Top Gun. You know, think about the Top Gun soundtrack. Oh. Man, Kenny Loggins. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, Kenny. Kenny was in the zone on that one, man. You a know. bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. Footloose. Mm. Caddyshack. You know what? Caddyshack. That's a oh, man. That's always got a special place in the heart, man. I mean, <laughs> but he made yeah. all that money doing those those gigs. Those were good gigs. Gigs for Kenny. Mm-hmm. But just what I'm saying is that, like in modern movies, for somebody for for a movie to come along and be able to capture all those mediums, it's very rare. And like bringing that into live action, the mm -hmm. juice is not worth the squeeze. Like it's just like, what's going to come of that? You're going to just like kind of stifle that and kind of in some ways ruin it. You yeah. should like be you should be very happy with the three places that you took those movies and that's it. It doesn't really need to be anything else or like, you know, come back and and do a do somebody else. Do something else. Yes. Always. No, don't give it to Avatar. Oh, my God. Don't that give, last uh, uh, <laughs> The way man, of water. What the, the way of water. Twice. It was it was super soothing. Like a point. Did you see the? <laughs> I like totally fell asleep twice. I fell asleep at 40 X, man, with the seas rumbling. That's bad. OK, did <laughs> you see the? Did you yeah, see the, the first one in theaters? Yeah, I saw the I first one. The, I saw the second one in theaters, too. Yeah. Okay. I saw the first one in theaters. Mm -hmm. And back then, like, 3D movies were, like, very rare, right? Like, right. no, I'm sorry. Like, it had happened before, but you wore the glasses that were, like, red and blue. <laughs> and it was kind of it's kind of lame. Like, it wasn't really 3D. It was just kind of like... Okay, I don't know. They're doing it that way. Okay, fine. And like, you know, whatever. But like, it was more like Zombies Hit My Neighbors type of like horror movies that would like showcase that kind of thing. Then this came out and you got like the like the crazy ones that, that some kid would hand you as you're walking in to the theater. <laughs> and as a responsible movie patron, I got high as shit. There you go. And walked in there. DX experience then. So you had real 3D. Oh my God. And I put on the glasses and sat down to my assigned seat and I watched this $20 movie. 
<laughs> with your five dollar milkshake my, right and it blew my mind i was like oh, oh this is amazing i am high as fuck <laughs> sigourney weaver just opened a drawer and uh <laughs> like i i am amazed right now like i cannot uh, believe this i cannot believe what i'm seeing and like that was never gonna happen again you know what i mean like you can't build off of that <laughs> then when the second one came out like, like people were basically not even in theaters yet. And then like people weren't in like the 3D TV didn't take off. Mm -hmm. uh, somehow, somehow people Man. don't want to watch sitcoms in 3D. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? It's just like a it's like a misconstrued thing. Like people don't want 3D all the time. It's coming, man. Don't worry. <laughs> it'll be back in 20 years. It'll come back. It'll be 40. It's, it's people weird. like people right now they're trying to like sell the VR thing and it just man, like those three thousand dollar I got you're not like trying to wear some show? goggles in public. You're gonna show up at a show and somebody's gonna be on stage, man, doing a they whole show, show with the headset on. <laughs> right, right. Good. Maybe they can flash their lyrics in front of their fucking face yeah. so they're not to rap yeah. over their own vocals. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see Crave showing up <laughs> with, the, with the glasses on with the cable cut. <laughs> what, are, what are you connecting to? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I just want to wear them. <laughs> I want to see AI rapping. Nah, you don't want that. <laughs> or AI. They got they got a Biggie track right now. They get they got the, they got Biggie and Tupac saying modern stuff right now. AI, it's scary, man. You know, uh, I I think it's I think it's 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 not good for the industry right now to have AI rappers right now. I mean, you know, or or you got the digital rapper, the guy that made more money. Then he ended up he ended up he he made a slur. So a digital rapper got canceled. And I mean, like, how does that happen? <laughs> digital rapper. <laughs> digital rapper got canceled yeah, Meanwhile, like like mm -hmm. biggie just dropping like really timely lyrics like uh mm -hmm. got amazon prime <laughs> cut my bills in half like a lime like that would never <laughs> biggie stop <laughs> advertising yeah. for amazon prime yeah viagra <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you got you got Bluetooth ads going on in the background. I'm like, what is really going on? But yeah, took a couple Viagra. Now my dick like a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Biggie really felt this way about Viagra. I don't know. <laughs> if he was live today, man, he might be a spokesperson for it. You never know. <laughs> Was that not just the hip hop version of Sigourney Weaver opening the drawer you were just talking about? <laughs> I mean, CG porn is basically what you're talking about, my boy. I mean, look, what's really real? Well, you know, for you know, four K came and porn didn't catch up with four K, so it's like, it is what it is. Mm. Then they're talking eight K. Right. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what, what the hell we're gonna see in eight K. We're gonna see hairs on the back of, the, of somebody. <laughs> Shoulders at this point, and like food on their face and shit. Well, they got smell vision coming. That's the new one. They're, they're um, their trademark is smells for the theater. No, so you smell, gotta smell right. somebody's right. ass, man, while you play right. the game when you're eating, when you're going to, when you're seeing porn. Oh god! <laughs> but I, I completely agree with you. Like that, that is not a Pandora's box that we should open, and like <laughs> it, it's only gonna like lead to weird things mm -hmm. like, like that. One 
one AI rapper versus another AI rapper, like the the AI Pac version versus the AI Biggie, you're gonna have a Skynet battle. <laughs> Or the same as the, uh, you know, remember those commercials where uh, Fred Astaire was uh, like dancing with the vacuum? I remember that was scary. That was scary. Like that, like, you know, that but like that tenfold. (laughs) We're like Tupac is selling you a can of chili and like like that kind of like that hyper. Yeah, I mean, the, California, the California raisins were scary enough. Now you want me to do AI? Remember? AI raisins. <laughs> I did drop a nice little reference uh, of California raisins in the in this one. Like I really, I, I was amazed by California raisins. As a kid. Like I was like dancing, singing raisins. Like it was like it was a whole. I took you back to them California I really, raisins. They were so joyful. And so that's like, before the week. <laughs> obviously, even they were getting exploited in some way. Like, there was some sad story, like right behind that, where like, <laughs> yeah, there's like, like two raisins that were like making millions, and the rest of them were like, what's going on? I don't, you know, you guys are buying new cars and houses, and like the rest of us are kind of getting shafted and yeah, shriveled up over here. That could be a whole album right there, man. You think about the rise and fall of the California races. What's the matter? Are you jelly? Oh, you know, like, oh. well, I am crushed. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just like, or, or we hold food, we hold food, and you guys all do. <laughs> Like like two grizzled ass raisins, like hosting open <laughs> mics and stuff. They gotta they gotta start from the bottom again. They're like, yeah, kid, I used to run the circuit. Be careful. <laughs> All right, up next we got a uh, little peanut. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you know they're just <laughs> little peanut. So <laughs> get took out like boosie, man. <laughs> You haven't lived until you until you wiped off Donnie Wahlberg's puke from the ground. All right. <laughs> I was doing coke on the set of Herman's head. Don't tell me what it is, kid. Oh, man. Herman's head. I'm a California raisin. <laughs> I've been raising hell since 1982. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> They're just, they're just so grizzled, like the the world has just passed them. They're making, they're still making like some money off residuals to like pay like pay the basic bills, but they're just they're struggling. They got to do they got to do comic cons and stuff. They're just like reluctantly. Well, well, think about it. Grimace just had a birthday at McDonald's. How fucking old is Grimace? <laughs> that purple shade. One hundred percent. Man, they got a Grimace birthday meal. Said what Grimace. the fuck. The grimace age very slowly. There used to be so many. <laughs> the there used to be species. so many McDonald's characters. <laughs> <laughs> they just like really cut it down. They're like, nah, we can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't have all this fat. Are you know, grimace is uh, like cousins with Yoda right now. There used grimace to be is, like remember the, the platypus lady, Yoda man. <laughs> yeah, so so really, he's only like seven. 
Oh, yeah. The McNuggets had their own personality and stuff. They were just... <laughs> they were encouraging us to be fat asses the whole time, man. You know, they're like, look, man, hot sauce uh, and the barbecue sauce. You like, I need that nugget. <laughs> look, nuggets. Uh, we appreciate your time, but we got to cut the fat. All right. You know, the Nuggets, they, not, they gotta go off and do something Do they else. still uh, do Ronald McDonald? Is that a fucking uh, thing? That's the only character they that's get. That's the only character. Everybody else got laid off. You know? <laughs> he's, he's still you go to Trader Joe's? Shit, though, like, you go to last Trader time? Joe's, a chicken McNugget is bagging up your groceries? You're like, weren't you? <laughs> weren't you a chicken McNugget? Yeah, keep it moving. Well, remember, remember Officer Big Mac? They have Officer Big Mac before all the Officer all, Big Mac. Yeah, the hamburger. They had the Hamburglar. Oh, he, he got smart. cut up he for profiling. <laughs> Officer Big Mac got all like gritty on the profiling. Oh, he bought Mary McCheese. He got sued. Mary McCheese. Captain Crook. <laughs> Mayor McCheese got sued by Dominion for fa- for 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 claiming that the election was false, that it was fixed and stuff. He just got. The start from Happy Meal. I remember that. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Just like grizzled ass uh, corporate man. characters. Because right now we're going through the era where like they've run out of biography films for people. Like they've done so many biography films on actual people that like they don't have any left. So now what they're doing is biography films of things. Where they're like, what's the biography of Nike Air? Uh, what's the biography of Tetris? The Flaming uh, Hot Cheeto. What's the biography of Flaming uh, Hot Cheetos? Like, we've moved, we've gone beyond people. Like, we're just on individual things now. Like, that's our, that's the new launch pad for biography films. Like, uh, this summer, Tom Cruise's Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Uh, that Tetris movie, I was like, why? Why the hell do we need this? <laughs> well, I did watch it, though. I mean, it was interesting. Learned some stuff I didn't want to know, even though the game. I still play the game all the time. Man. Game? But, I love Tetris. Yeah. Never wondered where it came from ever in my entire life. And we know that we know somebody almost died to make Tetris. <laughs> it's out there. The stakes were so <laughs> You got Tetris martyrs out there right now. Coming after you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the guy like Uh, another turn of history where the guy that was supposed to like take Tetris to the Western world died? And then like he realizes in his last moments how futile his life was, where he's like, oh, my life. So I I, 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 did it on Tetris. <laughs> so, at, at the risk of an Amazon docuseries being written about this, um, where, where does Green Lights music come from? Where is the um, the origins, the the naming? Like, uh, what was the backstory behind all that? Uh, me and uh, Casa Grown did it, kind of made it together, and and Willow as well was a part of it. Um. And it was kind of like we talk about like go being Chicago and everything and lights and green lights and ghosts. Yes. Like my whole philosophy with this thing is kind of what Bob already talked about, which is kind of if you're an artist, the actual for me, it's the actual doing. So you, you can have a zillion ideas 
yeah a million things but right. to actually put them together and actually go through the process of actually doing it finishing it putting it out um and kind of let, putting yourself out there that way you know as far as being a writer and being an mc or artist you know kind of putting yourself letting you know making making yourself vulnerable and actually not letting that deter you, but going into that non-comfort zone to make something that is maybe to you beautiful. Um, so it's kind of like, do it. You should, you know, go for it, yeah. you, know, you know, trust yourself, follow yourself. Um, it's, and it really kind of echoes family, you know? So like all of us are very tight with each other and, you know, more important than money, we value the relationship aspect of actually being in a group together. So man, that's like the more most and more, more Yo, thing. That's you know? amazing, bro. That's amazing. Like, I think you even had that track on the latest album that says green lights mean, right? So you say go as a hook. Yeah. Yeah. And, so um, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up, like it kind of like infuses the word go. Cause obviously people play with the, the go word as a short for Chicago. Yeah. You know, that's funny. That was also Doc's idea. Like, you you don't have a chorus with Go in it yet. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, I I don't think we do. And the, the one bar, I think it was Casa Grown who might have said something like, you can either go with the flow or go fuck yourself or something like that. Yeah, that's Appetite. That's Appetite. Yeah. Oh, that's Appetite. We dropped that. Yo, I mean, that's kind of like the mythos for me as far as like everything that y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go with it and go fuck yourself. Yeah, yo, yeah, for real, man. That's what it is. That's a. I'm gonna definitely get Mallow to cut that up. That sample, uh, those lyrics. That's a good. That's a good hook. Uh, because it's true, man. It's like you know, you can waste so much time of your life. Again, like I said, just creating and recreating something to you and, and if that's what, how you want to do it but actually making it and putting it out there is a yes. whole different thing and i and i think that takes a lot of courage so i feel you know very blessed that not only i have friends that are talented but they're willing to do that and uh do it for for themselves and do it for me man so i'm, I'm super lucky man my man I'm, I'm 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 loving i'm loving the origins the whole Fast and Furious family vibes. Like, to be honest, when I first saw the name, I was like, Green Lights, is this some like some weed like code shit I don't know about? Because I, I don't smoke, but I, I don't, I don't like too. to pretend like I don't know about the hip hop culture, you know? Yo, definitely smoke. <laughs> definitely. All the things. All the things. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I think, but like, it's always like really sneaky, like Cafe Bravo. Yes. Like that Cafe video is fire, bro. I fucking love that video, man. Like Cafe Bravo is really about weed. <laughs> like it's one of those things where like we're all kind of looking at each other. And we're like, yeah, we could write about coffee for like ever. You know what right. I mean? The only other thing besides weed that I can write about forever. <laughs> we could have done an entire fucking that album is. about that shit. You know what I mean? We're just like, I am a coffee drinker. I will give you that. But like, you know, we're never gonna get a chance to like film inside a dispensary. So like, you know, shout out <laughs> to Cafe Brew. Hey, that was, yeah. Actually, somebody. 
So kind of Doc Watson is also kind of like in that world. That could happen. That could probably happen. Well, I'm sure like like other people like like, you know what the weird thing is, like. The world became more like the world that my high school teacher was like warning me off about. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, go ahead and waste your time smoking weed and. Rapping over drum beats because that's never going to be a thing. And it's just like eh, the most popular music in the world. And now it's completely legalized. But, you know, yeah, you're uh, whatever, whatever the fuck you were trying to uh, like. You're idol here, doggy style. You think he's ever going to hang out with the Martha Stewart of the world? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like just just like that kind of thing. Good job. But then also as as an adult being like, oh, shit, like maybe they were right. Like maybe we kind of have gone into the like a wrong direction too. And maybe I can admit that to myself as an adult, where it's like, (laughs) like maybe the world shouldn't have gone exactly like we really need like more smart people doing smart people shit like all the time. (laughs) Like we need for them to be like back in charge again. Like because it's like right now, like stupid people are creeping into those like really (laughs) crucial (laughs) like roles and we're all just getting really nervous. And it's just like, yeah, like 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 people like Lauren Bober or like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like those people should not be in those positions. Like they are clearly like not qualified to be mm-hmm. like not, not like whatever the outlandish like you know hateful shit that they spew but more importantly like the techniques of that job like they should not have that job like i was listening to um this uh like station today about the the show about uh how like trump like he uh appointed more judges than anybody else which is like okay cool like that was one of the highlights of his administration like that's one of the only things that he actually was proactive about but then they were like well okay but like look at the judges that he was appointing like Mm -hmm. usually when you appoint a judge they have to turn in papers that they've written about law and those papers are like published in certain places and they're used as commonplace as like research and what and and all that says to me is that like if you want to be put into a position of like really important stature, you need to be like a really smart, nerdy person who knows all this shit and, and other smart, nerdy people care about it. And they study that shit. And those are the people that should have power. Other smart, nerdy people who like care about it like a whole lot. And they they don't have emotional reactions to it. They're very technical about it. They, they cite law and examples and etc and that's what makes like a a democracy thrive versus like they were saying like well yeah like you know she published some papers that she wrote as an intern and it was like intern like you know like this is not those aren't the words that you attach to like a professional where like they need to reach a certain stature like basically you need to be doing a job for a certain number of years like whoever the hell runs nuclear power plants <laughs> like if they mm-hmm. need to have 10 years of experience they better goddamn have 10 years of experience you know what i mean like that's too important of a job to hire your cousin bill for it you know like that's not <laughs> the kind of thing that should, it's too important of a role so like i feel the same 
same way about government. Like there's certain parts of government that are like so important that like it can't go to the person that you want it to go to. It has to go to the person who's most qualified to do this shit. And that's someone who kind of falls into the middle of someone who's a little bit fair, but really qualified to do it. And I just feel like we're kind of creeping into this world where dumb people are just like talking their way <laughs> into like really important parts of our society. And we're feeling the aspects of that. And I think that's kind of a place where I'm writing from these days of like, I'm terrified and very excited about what the future might hold for us like people are like oh ai might replace your job maybe they should um like the trajectory that we're going right now i don't really have much trust on the other side of that coin well we we may have instead of going to college or going to high school you might just get a chip implant in the back of your brain right now and you get all that information just by paying thirty thousand dollars up front or, or basically selling your kidney. I mean, you got two options at this point. But, um, and you're right, man. I think people should have, should have to get a permit to run for office. You got to do a psychological evaluation. You can understand if, if you thought about killing 100%. small animals, you know, if you, um, you know. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it, it should, you know, it's the same thing about having children. You should have to get a permit. I really do feel that way sometimes. Oh, what's because, up? Well, you know, think about how many kids Trump got. So think about this. He's somebody's dad. So think about right. that. Think about that situation. It's nuts. You think about the whole totality of the situation that somebody it's, looks up to him. And <laughs> so, speaking right, of this, right, these right. kids wouldn't even show up to the trial. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're trying to like they're they're trying to keep a wide berth. You might lose your inheritance. You wouldn't show up either. Right. <laughs> they're playing it cool. You better go call. You better call Stormy and say you're sorry right now. <laughs> right, jeez. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. that's like that's kind of like the from like the more that like that perspective and that uh, jumping off point of like mm-hmm. we're we're always kind of like talking about things and then we're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, well, let's uh, yeah, let's let's kind of move into that most. Like songs very, very commonly start out in the living room of Greenlight Studio. And then we're like watching basketball or uh, watching football or, uh, you know, pulling bongs and just listening to music. And then we're just kind of talking about stuff. And then that's where like things start to circulate a little bit. Like we were we were hanging out the other day because we're doing that interview. Mm hmm. And RP just turned on beats and we're just hanging out. And like, I recorded a bunch of it, but like, we we're just like kind of vibing on ideas. And now I think we have like the starting point for like at least like four new songs just because we we're hanging out with each other and kind of like, that's how it starts. That is. You got a point. You're talking about scared of the new world. That's a whole that's a whole hook right there. If you think about it, you know, find a way to tie in that you know, fear of the unknown right now. I mean, it's it's real. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're 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 at the apex of retardation. That's what I say sometimes. You know, people are regressing backwards, and you think about like hundred percent intelligence alone. People cry about stuff I don't understand. You know, it's just it's a whole new world, man. I mean. 
Hey, music is the only way you can tell those stories to people because, you know, people take this stuff so serious right now. But you guys, the comedic area element to your music, basically, it gives you a break away from being serious all the time. You think about yeah. it or taking yourself too serious because everybody wants to be angry. I'm like, what are you angry about? You know, right. you know, you can't, and, you know. And, you know, I, yeah, I spent a lot of my life angry. So I feel like that's also a thing like you can you can if you are in that zone you want to be angry and that's that's where you've decided to be mm -hmm. uh you can still also use it as a way to you know relieve some of that anger you know i think uh, that's where a lot of those skits started which is like me just trying to make you laugh before we started a verse like we we're just hanging sure, out in the studio sure. and we're just like recording a song and i'm like i wonder sure. what i can say in the beginning and then just kind of like, okay, well, what else can we do? <laughs> yeah. And like, we're kind of like messing with these like different mediums. And when we're, we're shooting that video for bird brains, which is going to drop this Sunday. And we, I don't know. If, should I say this? I guess they go off do it. Okay. So we, so we kind of snuck up to the roof of the Sears uh, warehouse buildings. Oh, you shouldn't say that. Maybe you <laughs> feel free to bleep this out or cut it. But uh, <laughs> so we're like up there and like the 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 freaking staircase to get up there was like just the entire way. Like we're just like it's it's almost like we're uh, a cartoon character runs and the background just starts to repeat itself. <laughs> it was like. It was like all like druggy ass art lofts of like what like what Sears used to be, which was just like the biggest, mm -hmm. most successful store in the in the entire country. And like when you walk through that like warehouse of of stuff, it's like paint and the faint smell of cigarettes and despair. <laughs> There's some guy. There's some guy in overalls just behind the other wall, just like making like a brilliant uh, painting of like the Chicago flag bleeding and or, or crying like a new birth mother. Like, it's just like it's just like this incredibly intense, like just crazy thing that's happening. But like, you know, the, OK, so then we go up there and we film up there and then we filmed at the beach. And do we have a third location? Oh, yeah. Then I, then we shot all the Jerry Blokis stuff like on a side street in Lakeview, I want to say. Um, but when we're like doing all of that, we're just like Bridgeport. Oh, yeah, that was Bridgeport. But like we're just like doing that the entire day, which is the end. Like I realized because I was like incredibly hungover. And sitting in a sitting in a car in a wig uh, and sunglasses and uh, and talking in this weird voice and constantly like putting a car in reverse and then in park and then in reverse and then in park and like, like, like going back and forth and doing that. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like. Uh, this is what it is. Do you want to get deeper into this? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. because like we all have these very romantic ideas of like what it would be to do the work on a higher scale. It would only be more repetition. It would mm -hmm. only be a more intense version of that. 
So like when you're like when you're going through the levels, like, of course, you can picture in your little head how awesome it would be to just be rich and famous and successful and everything of that. But like what it really is, is being really, really hungover on a Saturday <laughs> <laughs> and you're in a wig next to a guy in a bird costume dancing in the park. <laughs> and like elderly, uh, elderly people who are doing Tai Chi in the uh, on the mm -hmm. front lawn of the Chicago Park District lawn in front of you are just like giving you dirty looks. <laughs> it's like you sneak a one hitter as you like bring a large golden egg to the hill of a park. And you're just like, like, it's, it's like more of that, like way more of that. Cause like, it's it like, whatever happens, whatever, if you get to advance to the next thing, it's just more of that. It's more work. It's more like you really start to see the wires in it more and more and more and more. And like, so you better be having fun, man. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like that's rule number one. We're like, we're laughing and like messing with each other. And like, yeah, like we're hung over as shit. Cause I was at RP's house the night before watching a Lakers game and drinking. And I, the entire time I'm like, we gotta be up tomorrow, like 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no other way to accomplish shooting a music video like that. Because that makes the best story. So, man, it's, it's the prequel. It's the pre-stuff before, before the actual event, man. It's like, it's almost like, you know, you think about, you know, in a video that way, it's like it's like the night before the wedding. You know, you think about it, I mean, it's the same effect. Exactly. So to bring it back to the, the green lights drops and, you know, the future, like, I'm just happy that, you know, y'all able to make it work with all your members. And yeah, man, I mean, like music that basically can't be made in the algorithm, you know, it's like you want to try to copy it. You want to try to put an AI Bob Rock on the latest like RPB produced by an AI. Like, no, it can't happen, man. I mean, like I just, I just, just you know, I'm cooking stuff up from the heart. And in each of the MCs on the tracks got different vibes too. I, I can also hear that from the different instrumentation and the different elements from, you know, everybody cooking it up with you. It's just, it's just a pleasure to kind of like be able to listen to it, man. Appreciate you listening, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So you said like, there's some EPs coming or maybe some leftover gravies. Like there's probably some other stuff like in, in the hopper in the back, the back burner. We're gonna back burner. <laughs> the back burner we got going on, you know, some ideas. I love it. I I know me and Bob have a couple of things we're working on. Uh, I'm also working on something with uh, Amanu from Bad Wolf, and and I have that stuff is oh man, really, really good. I have in my mind coming out with. Uh, Castaway, uh, and that, that'll be on vinyl, uh, and that'll be repped through 606 Records in Pilsen. Nice. Oh, wow. You guys know about that drop. Oh. Shout out to 606 in Pilsen. And Drew, DJ Drew out there, he's the man. Uh, and let me shoot my uh, video for Let's Be Cops at uh, lo that location. Such a nice dude. Such a good Yeah, guy. they're Such great over there. helper to, to the independent artist. Yeah, if you and guys, a great record. Store. If you're ever 
shopping for records, that's a good place to, to go over there. Um, the um, Bob or Doc Watson also, and, and like I said, we're, we kind of have some songs as well that he produced that we're kind of sitting there that we're going to kind of make into an EP. Um, so that's going to be something to work on during the summer. We're talking about making another voyage to, out to somewhere in Wisconsin so we can record another uh, album. And then for green lights. And, and then I know Bob also has a record he's making with uh, Aloe. So I think there's like, oh. yeah, there's a lot out there that's coming. We're working on an EP um, and then green lights producing a, an EP that I'm doing called the automat, which we've been recording for the last couple months. Uh, hoping to, I dropped like a full length a couple years ago which was like 13 tracks. And I was like, really proud of it. A lot of help from a lot of good people, a lot of talented people. And this time around, I was like, man, I maybe do some smaller projects and spread it out a little bit and work with different people who I think in the Chicago scene, like just don't get enough credit for being like really just quality producers and thought. Uh, I don't know what it is like a dream advisors like uh has got an echo. Now it's psychedelic. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited for, it. for it. All of it. All of it. It'll be heading towards you very soon. Well, I guess yes. that echo is trying to like to tell us to wrap up our conversation here. Wrap, wrap it up, B. For the engine zoom, get high. <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He's out, out foxed He's out foxed all of us. us. <laughs> he said Trump too many times. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. How is Arkansas the only one, like, not like one over here? Wow. Why is that? That's a one. Am I? I'm cool, bro. Are you good? It's us. <laughs> and I usually have. Uh, oh no yeah, you're not, not echoing. No, no, you know why? You're the only one. It's your Android, man. Android. <laughs> your Android's <laughs> fucking up everybody. No way. Apple would never do this. I'm, reco I'm recording from an interface. Exactly. Jack. Well, I thought you bought a new laptop for this Zoom conversation, my man. And then you were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Instead, you got, laptop. You got, you got uh, that Wave uh, MP3 player. I'm recording <laughs> off Windows 95. Damn. <laughs> the only program that has ever held any merit. <laughs> Start this summer, Tom Hanks is Windows 95. 
Ah, oh, what <laughs> the makes it. What the? Is Christmas back in that night? What's that? Pardon? <laughs> Windows is as Windows does. Alright, man, we close out. No stage. Alright, cool. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys for taking us into your world, man. I mean, uh, man, green light, man. Great story, man. Love the music. Yeah, keep listening. I feel like, man. There's it's so many great artists in Chicago, man. And you guys, man, got something special going on over there. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. You know, everybody out there, go check out Greenlight. You know, I make sure I drop the links to your, to your website. Make sure we talk about the music in the bio. But, yeah, definitely check us out everywhere the podcasts are at. On Apple Music, soon to be YouTube. Uh, you know, we're on Audible. Anywhere you got headphones that can connect or MP3 player, we're there. <laughs> Thank you. Follow Bob on the Android documentary, Dr. Dropping Preseason. The story of it. <laughs> Not written in chat to see. Check me out at BOBRK uh, at AOL.com. Okay, I got you. That's your aim? <laughs> Uh, man, I've missed those days. <laughs> so much easier in texting people. Age, sex, location. You know, all three are fried green tomatoes. That was like the Sims. You got your attributes over your head. You know, if you're on Tinder, everybody knows what you do. <laughs> Back in the day, it was mysterious. You didn't know that was that person. <laughs> right, right, right. There's a place for everybody in this new world. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What you guys got going on this weekend? I got to see how you update this echo voice. Where I go? Yo, yeah, this is... This is very dope right now. The new sound effect on Zoom. <laughs> We're going to do one more interview tomorrow. And then um, it looks like... Uh, Diggable uh, Planets is a plan at Randolph Fest. That is correct. And uh, DJ Beatbacks also plan. It's also planned. Um, I know there's a. I'm gonna go to. A, I might go to with Fury. Let's go to Tonic or, or Golden Dagger. There's a show there on Saturday night. She told me to invite you. Uh, Saturday, Saturday during the day, I'm going to be playing uh, set in Pilsen for my friend Rudy Avina. Fucking awesome. Like a, <laughs> nice. You said there was a show going on there on Saturday night. I'm not sure who exactly it was. I forgot who it was. But we go, uh, we usually try to hit up some shows, man, whether it's Absolutely. Bobby or me and Fury and. Uh, we do record a lot of local stuff. Um, last one we went to, there was, uh, it was Vans, and it was all-female show, and it was Mother Nature, who was super dope, if you ever heard of them, and someone, and um, Fury was doing that show. Yeah, was she was she doing that show? No, she wasn't doing that show. We were trying to get a show there. But it was, it was um, there was one more act that I'm forgetting. 
I don't know why right now, but it was, it was dope. Um, and I think like going out to shows is like a big thing that's starting to happen again, hopefully for a lot of people. So that's you like guys the next, this weekend. that's the next thing, right? It's getting people out. Uh, it's, it's, it's transitioning that way again right now. I mean, you know, I think the thing is, you know, you get, you know, I'm at that for, I'm in, I'm in North Landale, so we got riot fest coming up and everything. So it's going to be interesting. They tried to cancel it. Yeah, they did. Oh man, they're acting pretty ugly about it. Talking about we don't need riot fest. I mean, you know, riot fest, riot fest is continue. How much of that money do they really put back into that neighborhood? I think forty percent goes back in, but they want sixty. Sixty. Yeah, they want sixty percent of, of the door. That's ridiculous. The year, uh, you know, we obtained there a few years ago. Yeah, you can't pay the mu- the musicians if you. It'll be harder if you. Don't pay them. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, that's okay. That's a, that's a hell of a lot. I mean, like, you know, but, the, you know, the thing with Riot Fest has been the acts, you know, like, uh, who showed up, you know, the, the door was high, and then uh, we had, the, we had the, the little Yachty here and the rest of that stuff, you know, when they showed up, it was, right. yeah, they, uh, they almost burnt the park down, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a part two, is that they made, they, they tore up the park and shit. Yeah, they, somebody put a cigarette out, or, you know, a joint out, man, and burnt half the park. <laughs> we had like a forest fire on the one side. Yeah, it was. They had the overhead helicopter and everything trying to put the fire out. They blamed it on. Um, it I was, swear, every Wu Tang show, there's some shit that happens in Chicago, no matter where the fuck it is. Man, they almost they, they almost tore up. Uh, what's that Tinley Park? The theater in Tinley Park. You know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you remember the Ghostface show at Joe's on Weed Street, where this, these dudes were throwing glasses up into the into the fans and they're fucking yeah it was crazy every time there was things a couple things at the abbey pub that went crazy either way yeah you you gotta they gotta be put more money back in i mean i get that they need they need more money but they gotta pay artists they gotta pay they gotta pay the vendors they gotta pay a lot of people you guys remember the the cops from uh the old Batman from like the 1960s. There's like a super Irish cop. That's the cop that I imagine uh, discovering the joint that caused the fire in the first place. It was like, oh, I should have suspected it. It was a mere born a cigarette. Obviously smoked by some Latino. <laughs> the same way the Chicago fire happened is that the same right, way exactly. <laughs> like the Chicago, Chicago fire, fire was blamed was on um, the cow yeah, yeah, yeah the cow that's yeah. fucking such bullshit, bullshit. Like, like imagine, imagine a bunch, bunch of, of uh, factories that are built right, right next to each other with no regulations whatsoever like it's like the oily rag factory built next to the lighter factory, built next to the fireworks factory, and the only thing that's separating them is a box of matches. Like, it's just like, this is why OSHA exists and all other 
like regulatory bodies that eventually came out of that. This is why the FDA exists, because like if corporations were left on their own, like they would absolutely sell you poison like 100 percent and not blink like they, we went through that era where like corporations could just do whatever they want. And Chicago almost burnt down to the ground. Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, I I still I still think that I like what Riot Fest does, but it should be a bigger festival in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like it's not, not even yeah, like that. Hey. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, the park is huge, but the the management situation is nuts. I do agree with that. I mean, I got no park in front of my house for like two days. <laughs> yeah, people in tents. You know, the corner by me, I'm like, you, you ever see, you ever lived, you saw a tent on the west side with kids from, uh, from Wakanda. And not, and not, I'm not talking about the Wakanda with Black Panther. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's wild, man. Yeah, if people ask me, can I park it for your house? I give you $20. So I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't own a sidewalk. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Be interesting. I think Twi- I think Twister's doing a set, which would be hilarious. He not does gun control. <laughs> yeah. I got my. I read the Michael Silkerman Twister. That's a funny damn thing. How does Twister not have his own brand of rolling papers? I don't know. That's the. You can catch him. You can catch him on the west side on 16th Street, uh, hanging out with his, his Hummer. With with the final wrapped gun control, no, he, he's all about he's pro gun right now. So he rides around all day talking about get a concealed carry. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's changed. Carl is different. <laughs> Fast as gums in the west. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, most paranoid gums in the west. If you walk up to him and say something, you see three guys jump out of nowhere. I'm like, hey, I just said, what's up? I know you. <laughs> mm. uh, you got security? You know, yeah, I need that in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing good, good about, you know, the other thing about the culture of hip-hop differently today is the rappers, they don't live that long. <laughs> Especially the Southside rappers, man. Everybody out there killing each other. Uh, I hate you know I hate to admit you know one of the guilty pleasures is I actually listened to King Von one night and he was actually the most talented of that group. That's a scary thing. <laughs> that dirt is terrible. Von's good. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. <laughs> and so they got to wrap up more in, in this destroying communities at this point. That's a great. They have the creative space is weird right now. And, you know, when you think it, you get into um, yeah, you get into that drill music a little bit, you know, you're hoping that drill mutates out and it goes somewhere else because you know it's, it's a it's a sector of hip hop, but you know Chicago's keeping it alive. New York is doing it even worse than Chicago right now. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of guys with studios and they won't even they won't even put certain artists in anymore. That's how crazy it's getting. Jeez. It's like, we don't have insurance for that. It's crusher for the studio, yeah, too. Yeah, Yeah, you need insurance for somebody to slap the shit out of somebody. (laughs) Uh, 
All right. I probably got to cut out right now. I got to put the little one to sleep. All right. I appreciate y'all rolling through, man. All right, man. Man, it was good to talk. Us. Yes, sir. Look it up, man. Go check you guys out live. Yeah, come on out. Come on. Come by the studio. We'll do. We'll talk, talk soon, guys. guys. All right, yeah. everybody. Be safe. Peace. Same. <laughs> Our spiritual awakening journey now becomes Third deeper and unfolds and expands larger. Why you looking at me like you want to arrest us? Like my homies in the cage, it's how you molest us. Then you address us, they tell you to press us. Play me a fool like a monk of Festa. I ain't your co jester. 36 pounds on my inspector deck, yeah. Protect your necks, I'm a third islander, ain't nobody fresher. Daywalkers, bro, don't second guess us. Lean shit the rest, but man, I'm restless. Y'all don't impress us with all them Teslas. Find a way to stand up through these lectures Out of you, don't let them get the best of So rewind selector before I inject ya Not with the Delta I'm trying to affect ya I'm a variant so you better take shelter Giving me a microphone is when they uh, messed yeah. up Nerd life kick it like a soccer game And third eye vision like I'm Doctor Strange Insert nice rhythm and the clock will change The verse might hit him with a drop of pain The nurse go and get him with a shock and wait For the worst and the person who will operate Open eyes on lake, got too high, too big to rock something I brought from the stock exchange. Get the clue, they went and got the cops today. It was Bob in the kitchen with the chopper blade. Maybe Ron in the living room, a cop with chains. Make you sob when you're getting blue on taco day. Make it stop, are we getting through? Probably. Shake the pot until we get the proper pay. And make a box, stuff it in the proper place. And pick a guy, then watch him make a monster race. Mindless fat totem, on and off a ticking clock, burdened by the modem. Sleuthing through a thing. Plot. Thinking life's a movie, I was young enough to miss a lot Certain it was lurking in the last cellar of missing watcher Hissing gods in darkened skies, life forms to the left Repent your sins of flesh and blood forgiven by the tenth Under red, sweat and stretch, let the stress become a numb pain Purchase revolution feels like break rooms on a Monday It's mundane, unchanged, logo on the panel Familia, if it's televised, and you can change the channel We wanna see the monster dead, don't wanna slay the beast It feels a lot like life or death, there's something in between Even dreams grow teeth, you might end up in the belly Or setting unbecoming with the people you've been dreading in a painting set to music where the guests can't leave the wedding Think of you master stills, spinning in a circle You either hold your breath to watch a planet turn in purple Say it with your chest, is the matter feeling pressing Having third eye visions every Friday after breakfast Breakfast, break, 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 breakfast As more and more people begin to awaken Our psychic abilities start to come online So today I'm going to be covering the most prominent signs For how you can tell that your third eye is starting to open naturally begin to open on its own, the more that we raise our level of consciousness into the state of oneness.